Good morning. I love the 11 o'clock service. You guys are so awake and ready to go. Very cool. We're glad you guys are here this Labor Day weekend, and we've got our kids in here with us. No 628, no 252, as some of you just discovered a few minutes ago. And uh, we're glad you're in here. Uh, if you're visiting with us, would you take time sometime during the service and fill out that Talk to Us card uh, on the worship folder that you were handed as you came in? And at the end of the service, you can take it by guest services right out there and pick up a gift bag. Uh, it's our way of telling you thanks for being with us. We're glad the rest of you are here as well. Today is going to be kind of a different day. We, we're going to do things in kind of a weird order uh, because Mark's not here, so we're going to do weird things. I mean, that's just how it should go, right? Um, so we're actually going to start this morning. I'm just going to talk to you for a few minutes before we jump into our, uh, our worship music and that sort of thing. Uh, I'd like to start with a word of prayer, though. Father, we love you. Thank you so much for the opportunity to uh, just be together this morning. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, come together to praise you and to look into your word and uh, see what you have to say to us about how we should live. And God, I pray that today we'll uh, just take away something that uh, is helpful in our lives that we can apply. God, I pray that when we worship you today, we'll pour our hearts out before you, that we won't leave any reserve, that we'll uh, just let you know how important you are in our lives. Jesus, we love you. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Any Sooners fans out there? Any Sooners fans? Sorry. I really am. I didn't want it to go that way, but it did. Um, yeah, last night, we, uh, you should have seen, we had all, all kinds of people wearing different Big 12 jerseys. Our, our drummer was in the uh, K-State uh, jersey, John, over there, and Ryan was wearing a Sooners jersey, and we had uh, Lady Cindy down here in the front row was wearing her Texas uh, Longhorns jersey. It's like a, some kind of conference thing going on. I don't know. It's awesome. We're glad you guys are here, though. Let's just jump right into it today. I want to read to you a verse. John chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus was, uh, had the opportunity when he was here on this earth to talk to lots of groups as he walked around in Judea and the area there. And uh, in John chapter 8, verse 12, he says something really, really interesting. He says, I am the light of the world. Whoever believes in me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. It's interesting, anytime Jesus makes a, a statement, I am, and then you fill in the blank, I think we should pay attention to it. Jesus said he is the light of the world. He is the one who brings clarity. He's the one who brings uh, the ability to see how things really are into your life. He says that anyone who, who does not know him, who has not put his faith in Jesus Christ, is in darkness. Have you ever been in darkness? You know what I'm talking about? The, uh, the kind that... Uh, maybe even like the really dark darkness, you know, that you can't see your hand in front of your face or the, uh, you know, sometimes like when they turn the lights out in here, the really dark darkness. Um, or maybe it's just like dim, dimness. You know, it's hard to see things clearly. You can't really read too well and, and, you know, you can't really make out exactly how things are going there. And you're like, wow, I, I think that's so-and-so, but I'm not sure. Darkness is confusing. There's, there's, no, there's no clarity to it. And the Bible says that before we knew Jesus, we were in darkness. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ in this room, I, I'd like to ask you to do something. I want you just to think back for a second on what your life was like before you placed your trust in Jesus Christ. Go ahead, think about that for just a second. Probably that story is going to be a lot different for each, or uh, very different for each of us. Some of your stories, when, you, when we talk about darkness, that it, it feels very much like that. You say, man, yeah, you know, my life, would, I'd hit rock bottom. 
I was lonely. I, I thought life wasn't worth living. Uh, I was, you know, in bondage to addiction. All of these things. And when Jesus stepped in, my life completely changed. And you can think about that kind of darkness. And it's so obvious to you when Jesus stepped in with his light. Others of you might be a testimony like mine. Um, I was reared in a Christian home, and so I, I was taught that God loved me from a very, very early age. And so by, by five years old, I really understood that I was a sinner, couldn't get to God on my own. I understood that Jesus died for me. I placed my confidence in him, and when I was five years old, um, I, you know, I accepted Jesus Christ. He, he became the, the, the Savior of my life. And so it's hard for me to, you know, I wasn't necessarily like in what we would consider darkness in the sense of, you know, terrible life of crime or any kind of major addiction. You know, I was five years old, stealing crayons and, you know, all that sort of thing. But, but here's the deal. Before Jesus, my life was in darkness because there was no, there was no clarity in my life. Even as a five-year-old boy, when I accepted Jesus, I was able then, there was something inside me, there was something that I recognized was beginning to, to give me the difference between right and wrong. There was clarity being brought into my life. That's what light does. Light brings clarity. Light makes things obvious that maybe weren't obvious before. In a little while, we're going to talk some more about that, but I'd like for the band to go ahead and come up and get ready. We're going we're gonna to sing some songs this morning that talk about Jesus being the light of the world. Just like in John chapter 8, verse 12, uh, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And I want you to think about it while we sing. It's like kind of the, uh, you know, the secret passphrase for the morning, you know, like on Blue's Clues or, you know, I don't know, Cyber Chase. Anybody? Cyber Chase, kids? Any? Nobody watches Cyber Chase, just me. All right. And my kids. Um, that's our, that's our phrase for today, though. We're going to talk about Jesus being the light of the world and the light in our lives and how that makes a difference in our life. I want you guys to stand up. We're going to praise Jesus Christ for probably, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes here. We're going to just set aside some time. And uh, here's the deal. When you come in this room every weekend, and you've heard me say this before, this is not a passive experience. This is not like going to watch a movie where you just get your bucket of popcorn and sit back and relax for two and a half hours, all right? This is an experience where we want you to pour your heart into it, to, to tell God how awesome he is, to tell Jesus how much you appreciate what he's done in your life. You can kind of consider us like a, a backup track for you. We're a karaoke track for you to sing praise to God, all right? So you guys do that with us this morning, and let's give him praise this morning and sing this awesome song. Our hands are lifted high Our hearts are bowing in reverence And we're surrounded by The glory of your presence With every creature, every tongue We're lifting our hearts to the glory Yeah. 
that um, brand new to you, brand new, but it's going to be easy to pick up on, especially this part. I can't imagine a life without you, without you, cause it's all for you, yeah it's all for you God. Oh! 
Father, this morning, we thank you for the incredible love that you've shown us in Jesus Christ, that you've brought healing into our life. Lord, we were wounded by the effect of sin, and your sacrifice on the cross covered that. It paid the penalty. You say in your word that by your stripes we are healed. We're grateful for that this morning. Father, we love you. Thank you for sending Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. You guys may be seated. My name is Chuck Gazaway. It's my wife, Becky. Well, I was eight years old when I accepted Christ. Um, I grew up in church. My grandparents were one denomination. Uh, my parents raised me another denomination. As a teenager, I searched and visited a, you know different denominations. So I've really kind of been to a lot of different churches. I'm very thankful that I was raised in church like I was, but I really appreciate New Spring and that having had the experiences with the different denominations I've learned, and one of the things that drew me to New Spring was that it's not about your religion or your denomination or the rituals of your church, but it's about love God and love people, and that's what I found at, at New Spring. Similar to Becky, I also was raised in church, and from as early as I can remember, probably around age five, um, we attended church pretty regularly. Uh, probably it wasn't until about age 11 that I heard something that the pastor said that um, really spoke to me that regardless of um, the fact that we were attending regular church, uh, it didn't really matter that I knew the books of the Bible and could quote scripture and, and uh, might be the fastest in Bible drills and vacation Bible school. It was all about the personal relationship with Christ. and. I remember that Sunday it got my attention and the following Sunday when the invitation was given uh, I went down and accepted Christ and uh, been trying to live for him ever since. I would say our experiences at New Spring have been uh, has impacted our, our whole family in a number of ways. Um, it's really great to see our kids grow and, and develop a relationship with Christ. Um, our oldest was saved at an earlier age, but really has grown, I think, stronger in his walk with God uh, since having started to attend here. It was a real treat this last watermark to watch our daughter, uh, Jenna, be uh, baptized, and that was quite exciting. Um, and then relative to the youngest, our four-year-old, um, it's, it's fascinating to watch him to grow and develop in, uh, in learning as the, uh, the bottom line is taught and, and pressed upon him in the Adventure Avenue. I know we're in God's will here in Kansas. I know that he moved us here. He's got a purpose and a plan for our family and for our lives. And one of them is for our children to be mentored here. Uh, Jason, we have seen our oldest Jason grow immeasurably uh, through he's benefits from 628 and now Clayhouse. And um, I'm so thankful for the people who volunteer in those ministries and uh, so into our kids' lives. Isn't that cool? Hey, uh, Becky said something. Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah, there you go. Clap. That'll... Absolutely. Becky said something on that video that I want to kind of key in on. She said, New Spring's about loving God and loving other people, or just loving people. And, um, you know, it's not just New Spring that's about that. The Bible tells us that that's really what it's all about. That uh, it, it can all be boiled down to those two things. Jesus even said, you know, these are the, 
The greatest commandment is this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like this, love your neighbor as yourself, loving other people. You know, it's, uh, it's real easy for us to kind of get thrown off of that, though, isn't it? It's easy to go from simplicity and try to make it more complex. I don't know if it's just our human nature that we like to do that, or if it's church nature, or what it is. But we like to take things from the simple and make them complicated, make them, uh, you know, more burdensome, heavier, bigger deal. Um, I was saved, like I told you earlier, at a young age. And uh, I don't know what your testimony is like. I don't know when you met Jesus Christ and when you placed your faith in him. But chances are your, your story may be similar to mine. And it's like this. You get saved and you're excited about following Jesus Christ. You know, you're just like, man, God's awesome. Jesus saved me. I know I'm on my way to heaven. I know I can pray and God will hear me. I've got this incredible thing going. And, I, and you say to yourself, man, I just I want to live the right way. I want to, you know, I want to make God smile. I want, to, I want to please him. And so it's very quickly we start kind of coming up with this, this is a good thing. This is a bad thing. I do these things. Don't do these things. And you kind of develop a, a list. Not, I, I never wrote anything down, but you know, you kind of have that mental list. And it's the list that probably similar to many of you have come up with. You know, you've got certain activities that you check off the list. And you go, nope, that's bad. Certain things, no. Certain uh, people avoid, uh, you know, all this sort of thing. Do's and don'ts. We, we make this list. Well, you know what happens in that situation is that list becomes our focus. That list gets our attention. That list is really what it, it all becomes about. That's how we measure our relationship with Christ. Well, that's not how God intended, it to, uh, intended us to live at all. In fact, um, you know, God tells us in his word that it's all about that relationship with him. And that doesn't stop the moment that you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ. I may be speaking to some of you who just have, have made that decision within the last few weeks, maybe the last few months. That the same way that God saved you is the way that he wants you to live. And it's like this. When you placed your faith in Jesus Christ, he sent his spirit to live inside you. God's spirit now lives inside you. The Bible tells us that in many, in many places. We are carrying around with us God's spirit. God wants us to live by his spirit. Not live by a bunch of rules. Not live by a, a nice spelled out list that's you know in triplicate form or whatever. He wants us to live by the Spirit. Check this out. The same guy that wrote the, the, wrote the, uh, the verse that we read earlier, John, he watched Jesus say, I am the light of the world. And so later he writes to these guys in, in, the, in the church in Ephesus there, and he tells them this. He says, Dear friends, I'm not writing a new commandment for you. Rather, it is an old one you've heard from the very beginning. This old commandment, to love one another, is the same message you heard before. Yet it's also new. Jesus lived the truth of this commandment, and you also are living it. For the darkness is disappearing, and the true light is already shining. Remember you heard Jesus say, I am the light of the world. And he says, hey, that light is shining in your hearts now. Because here's the deal. When you and I live a life that loves God and that loves other people, you know what will happen? Is it will show Jesus to other people around you. You know, a lot of times we hear the the common thing leveled at uh, churchgoers, you know, the bunch of hypocrites. Well, we've already talked about that in this room. Mark's talked about it several times. It, it's, not that, uh, it's not that we don't know that. <laughs> it's just a lot of times we're not living the way that we know we could live, the way that we wish we would live even. God says when we love other people, we will be a light to them. 
That's the reason God saved you. You realize that, right? He didn't just come into your life so that you could get like hell insurance or somehow, you know, feel better about yourself. He came into your life for the purpose of, make, of, of allowing you to make a difference in somebody else's life. But what happens is when we get that list going, you know, our effectiveness goes out the window. We're too busy keeping lists. We're not making a difference in people's lives. So let's talk about this. Practically, how would this work? How would it work for you to live your life focused on these two concepts? Loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving other people as you love yourself. What would that look like? How would that practically work? Here's the deal. God has placed within you his spirit, and he tells us in his word that this is how he would like for us to operate. That the spirit is inside you to give you direction. It's to show you how you can love other people. It's to show you what to avoid so that you don't hurt other people. The Spirit's inside us. We don't need a long laundry list of things to avoid and to do and to don't and feel better about ourselves and fit in with a certain group. We've got the Holy Spirit inside us. There's two different things, that, two different uh, kind of directions you can go with this. One is every one of us has opportunities to do what's right. The Holy Spirit prompts our heart. He kind of stirs it up in our mind and says, you need to do whatever, fill in the blank. You know, um, you need to go help your neighbor because, he, you know, they're, they're having sickness in their family right now. You need to go help them, whatever. You know what you, you and I do a lot? I'm speaking for you because I have the mic. I guess I should let you speak. Um, you and I do this when the Holy Spirit speaks in our life. We argue, Right? We come up with reasons why that couldn't have been exactly what we heard, okay? Um, this especially comes true when God's trying to teach you about, let's say, I don't know, loving your enemies, okay? Because they're people too, and we have to love other people, all right? God gives us direction. The Spirit says, hey, I want you to go here. I want you to do this. I want you to say this. You know what we do? We're like, yeah, no way. I've got, you know, obviously I didn't hear that right. Got to get the Q-tips out, understand this a little better. There's no way I heard that. And we come up with a reason to avoid it, to ignore what the Holy Spirit's telling us. We miss opportunities to love other people. Now let's do the flip side. How about opportunities to do wrong? What do we call that? That's temptation. Opportunities to do what's wrong. The Bible says every one of us in this room face temptation in our life. Nobody's above it. I'm not above it. Mark's not above it. You're not above it. There's temptation in every one of our lives. All temptation is is the opportunity to sin. It's the opportunity to do the opposite of loving God or loving other people. The opportunity to sin, temptation, happens much earlier than you might suppose it does in any situation. I think a lot of times we feel like sin just kind of like sneaks up on us. You know, like, oh no, I, ah, I really messed up on that one. I didn't see that coming. But you know what? In every situation, the Bible says temptation leads to sin. Temptation is the kind of the, the kickoff for it, all right? So here's the deal. When temptation is, is presented to you in your life, you know what the Holy Spirit does? He says one thing to you. He says, no. Holy Spirit says, no. At that point, you have the opportunity to choose to agree with God or disagree with God, and you get to experience the results of that decision. It's true in every single situation in your life. The Holy Spirit tells you, you either agree or disagree, and then you act on that decision. And then your life, you kind of have to deal with the pieces depending on 
on what decision you make. Mark says this a lot. I love it. The farther away we get from God's will, the more debris we have in our life, the more just junk that's around us that we constantly have to mess with. And some of you can attest to that. You're like, man, absolutely, that's, that's true. You know, I, I've got that in my own life. I, there's, there's debris from when I disagree with God's spirit. But when I agree, you know what? My life is just totally in sync. It just feels right. You know, I feel like, man, I'm doing something that God's wanting me to do, and this is what I was created for. Let's talk about this on a practical level just real quick. Talk about temptation, talk about the Holy Spirit talking to you. Let's say, this is just a, a random scenario, and it's just because it's uh, probably happened to all of us. You know, let's say you're, you're sitting at home watching TV, and something comes on the TV that really, you know, if Mark were sitting next to you, you'd be a little embarrassed about, you know what I'm saying? One of those types of deals. Um, or, or Jesus is sitting next to you, let's kind of, you know, ratchet it up a notch there. But at that moment, you know what God's Spirit does? And He does it in all of our lives, even if some of us might try to deny it. God's Spirit goes, you know what? No. That's, you know, turn that, turn it off, turn, turn, change the channel, close your eyes, plug your ears, whatever. You, you know what a lot of us do? We kind of we argue. We just in that little, this is a little instance. This, is, this isn't revolutionary or anything. This is just a little instance. We argue. We go, well, it's going to be over in a second. Eh, it doesn't really affect me. Oh, Whatever. You know, it's, it's just how things are. And we allow that. And then we wonder why later we're struggling with certain, especially us guys, you know, you're struggling with your thought life suddenly. Well, the problem is back in the, uh, back in the temptation zone there, you argued with the Holy Spirit. You said, yeah, no, it's, that's all right. I got it. I'm under control. The Bible says every time we have temptation, we have the opportunity to decide, to choose, and to experience the results. Now, here's, the, here's a cool thing. It's not just making a decision and listening. and We can actually build habits of doing what's right. I was reading a book. I shared this in the 915. I didn't think about it till then, but I was reading a book the other day about how people who get to be extraordinary at certain things in society, how they get there. Um, you know, for instance, Tiger Woods, amazing at golf and that sort of thing, or, or certain musicians that are just considered to be, you know, geniuses at what they do. You know what the common thread was between all of them was? That they, they learned how to practice they learned how to practice deliberately. It wasn't just like they love to play the game and so they go out and play a lot. Um, it wasn't just that some muse dropped some talent down from heaven on them and they boom, they were good at it. They practiced hard. The same thing can be true in your life and in my life. We can actually practice doing what's right. We can build up habits that lead us in the right direction to avoid all this debris that God doesn't want in our life. The uh, Bible talks in Hebrews about building up, or excuse me, exercising our discernment, exercising the ability to choose between good and evil. And that's what I want to challenge you with today. You see, God, uh, or Jesus came into our life, and he said he is the light of the world. He is the light of our life. He turned that light on, and now we should be able to see things clearly. Before, we were kind of just like, well, whatever, you know, kind of go along, going along with, with how things were. When the light comes on, suddenly I can see what my decisions end up as. I can see the opportunities that I have. And God wants us to live in that light. He wants us to live with his spirit guiding us and directing us each step of the way if we'll simply listen and practice doing what's right. I appreciate you guys listening to me. Let's pray together this morning. God, we love you. Thank you so much for the opportunity to just to talk for a few minutes about what you're doing in our lives, about what your spirit wants to do in our life. God, I pray that you would help us to pursue you passionately as followers of you. God, we thank you for your spirit being placed inside us to give us direction and guidance to show us how we can live.
Perhaps you're sitting in this room today and you've never placed your trust in Jesus. You don't know, even know what I'm talking about. The Bible says that all of us have a terminal disease called sin. Terminal means it leads to death. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. But then it says the gift of God is eternal life and it's through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is how. Jesus came to earth. He lived a perfect life. And he paid the penalty that he didn't deserve. The penalty was our death. He paid the penalty so that you and I could have life. And all it requires from you is simply to recognize that and say to God, God, I don't trust in myself. I trust in what Jesus Christ has done on the cross for me. If you'd like to make that decision today, we would we'd just be so excited to help you make that decision today. There's no magic words. There's no formula. You simply make the decision in your heart. And you can say something like this to God. You can just call out to him in the, in the quietness of, of your own heart. You can say, God, I know I'm a sinner. I believe that I can't get to you on my own. But I believe that Jesus died so that I could. I believe that his blood paid for my sin. I turn from my sin and I want to live for you. Amen. You guys can all look up here this way. If you prayed that prayer with us this morning, that's exciting. Because you just stepped from darkness into light. Jesus, God's spirit lives inside of you to give you direction. Uh, we've got a, a packet that we'd love to put in your hands. Call it, it's just a, a little media packet, and uh, it's got some DVDs and that sort of thing that will help you kind of take those first steps in walking with Jesus Christ. There, again, it's not about making lists or, or following rules. It's just about that relationship with him. Uh, to do that, you can just check the, check the little box on the Talk to Us card and just say, I pray to receive Christ today. And you can take it by guest services right out in the main area there as you leave and pick up a, uh, one of these little packets. They won't ask you 20 questions or uh, quiz you somehow. They just, they'll just be excited for you. And uh, we'd love to put that in your hand. Um, if you don't want to do that, if you don't have time, you can drop it in the offering bag in just a few minutes uh, when it comes by. I asked the band to, uh, we kind of change the order up a little bit here, to come up and, and sing this song because I love this song, how it, how it ties in with the idea of letting Jesus reign in our life, letting him have control and helping us live the way that he wants us to live. So why don't you guys stand up and let's sing this together.
awesome. All right, you guys can go ahead and be seated. Appreciate you worshiping with us this morning, uh, pouring your heart into it. We've got a couple of cool things that are coming up, and uh, I'm going to tell you about them in just a minute. Uh, but I do want to, guys, we're going to switch the order up here a little bit. Pull up that texting thing for me. Get that ready to roll. Um, well, we've got love songs are starting next week. We'll see a little promo for it here in a second. Love songs are starting next week. And uh, what we're wanting to do is wanting you to participate in helping us choose a cover tune that the band will play at the beginning of each service uh, each week. And so it's kind of like a little bit of a democracy kind of. Okay? Um, the suggestions get put on, uh, you get to throw your suggestion into the ring on Facebook. Our page is facebook.com slash newspringchurch. You can go there, throw your suggestion in. And uh, each week we're going to choose three of the songs that were thrown in there. And then we're going to vote on them each week to see what gets played next week. So if you really, really love a song, I suggest maybe don't throw it in the ring because we might kill it. But, you know, we might, think, might make it ruin it for you, if you know what I'm saying. Um, the way you do this is you text the number uh, 316-519-3088, and you te- take, text the word vote, space, and then number one, two, or three. And the songs are, um, I cross my, for this next week, I Cross My Heart that's by George Strait. Uh, I Can't Help Falling in Love With You. That's a little Elvis tune. And when a man loves a woman, either Percy Sledge or Michael Bolton. That's kind of uh, the, the three for this coming week, all right? If you don't like any of them, don't vote number four because it don't, doesn't help us at all, all right? But if you don't like them, throw your suggestion in on Facebook this week. We'll try to select some for the following week, and we'll kind of just keep this going. So you can vote as many times as you want. Vote early, vote often. We're going to close the voting probably like sometime tonight. I don't know, whenever we get tired of it. Um, but uh, right now it looks like uh, When a Man Loves a Woman. So if you're not crazy about that song, you better vote like crazy on uh, vote two and vote one or whatever it is. All right? Cool. Let's uh, take a look at what's coming up. Uh, ushers, you guys go ahead and come on, and uh, we'll take the offering now. Those of you who are new springers. Uh, this is the time to bring your tithe and offering, and uh, don't forget about missions. Those of you who are visiting, there's no pressure at all to participate. Uh, we just want you to sit back and enjoy this weird video. talking to Bruce. Bruce, it looks like you've got some brick up on the walls. What are you doing today? Well, yeah, we've done some brick and some gyp cheating and framing since I talked to you last. And also, we got the roofer going to start on Tuesday. 
We're kind of shut down today. We had a little rainstorm earlier, but we're coming along pretty good. Bruce, it looks like we have a couple of additions on the other side. What's that all about? That is the new entryway and canopy iron that you're seeing over there. We're getting ready to keep working on that if we get a chance. All we need is for the rain to stop, and then they can start building again. For New Spring News, I'm Ellie Cummins. Wow, I've got to go dry off. There's a couple other things that are coming up. Um, one is uh, some New Springers, are, uh, a couple of New Springers are teachers over at Jefferson Elementary. And uh, the teachers over there have put together this uh, thing that they'd like to, to collect some clothes and, and books and canned goods and that sort of thing to help those who are less fortunate uh, that, go, that attend their school. And um, they asked us if we would help with that, and so we were glad to. And so next weekend, we're going to have some containers out in the foyer area. If you've got uh, some used kids' clothes that are in a nice shape that you'd like to, to bring up to be a part of that, that'd be awesome. Uh, books as well, children's books, that sort of thing, canned goods. Um, then October 9th, they're going to actually hand the stuff out, and, and there's going to be like a little event, and New Spring will have a presence there. So it's, we're pretty excited because we feel like that'll be a, a nice thing we can do in our community to help them and uh, to kind of introduce ourselves to, to the community as well. So you can be a part of that. Just bring uh, some stuff next week, and uh, we'll start collecting it for the next uh, several weeks. Uh, the other thing is uh, back in July, we recorded a, uh, we had our worship concert, did a recording, and we're working on it. Duplication uh, should happen here pretty soon, and we should have it back to you by the first part of October if you pre-ordered. Uh, you'll get two extra bonus tracks, the rest of you. Too bad. And uh, that'll be ready the first part of October. We think it'll be a, a good thing for you, and you'll enjoy that. Um, the last thing is this. Next week, and uh, we start Love Songs. Fall series, we always have a lot of guests show up uh, that have never been to New Spring before, and a lot of times they come to this service. Uh, since this is Labor Day weekend, obviously we're down in attendance, so there's plenty of space in here, so it's hard to imagine you'd need to do this. But next week, if you could at all help us by attending Saturday night or 915 service, that would help us tremendously open up some space uh, for, for visitors who are going to be showing up here who don't know how difficult it can be to get in at 11 o'clock on uh, Sunday morning. So uh, help us with that if you would. That would be awesome. We're going to close this with this song before we leave. <laughs> So